I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to the salon. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Fireside Anthology, a literary podcast. Even in the prisoner's dock, it is always interesting to hear people talk about you. And during the summations by the prosecutor and my lawyer, there was a lot said about me, maybe more about me than about my crime. But were their two speeches so different after all? My lawyer raised his arms and pleaded guilty, but with an explanation. The prosecutor waved his hands and proclaimed my guilt, but without an explanation. One thing bothered me a little, though. Despite everything that was on my mind, I felt like intervening every now and then, but my lawyer kept telling me, just keep quiet. It won't do your case any good. In a way, they seemed to be arguing the case as if it had nothing to do with me. Everything was happening without my participation. My fate was being decided without anyone so much as asking my opinion. There were times when I felt like breaking in all of them, saying, wait a minute, who's the accused here? Being the accused counts for something, and I have something to say. But on second thought, I didn't have anything to say. Besides, I have to admit that whatever interest you can get people to take in you doesn't last very long. For example, I got bored very quickly with the prosecutor's speech. Only bits and pieces, a gesture or a long but isolated tirade, caught my attention or aroused my interest. The gist of what he was saying, if I understood him correctly, was that my crime was premeditated. At least that is what he tried to show. As he himself said, I will prove it to you, my gentlemen, and I will prove it in two ways. First, in the blinding clarity of the flax, and second, to the dim light cast by the mind of this criminal soul. He reminded the court of my insensitivity, 
of my ignorance when asked Maman's age, of my swim the next day with a woman, of the Fernando movie, and finally of my taking Marnie home with me, taking Marie home with me. It took me a few minutes to understand the last part because he kept saying his mistress, and to me she was Marie. Then he came to the business with Raymond. I thought this was his way of viewing the events had I thought his way of viewing the events had a certain consistency. What he was saying was plausible. I had agreed with Raymond to write the letter in order to lure his mistress and submit her to mistreatment by a man of doubtful morality. I had provoked Raymond's adversaries at the beach. Raymond had been wounded. I had asked him to give me his gun. I had gone back alone intending to use it. I had shot the Arab as I had planned. I had waited, and to make sure I had done the job right, I fired four more shots, calmly, point-blank, thoughtfully, as it were. And there you have it, gentlemen, said the prosecutor. I have retraced for you the course of events which led this man to kill with full knowledge of his actions. I stress this point, he said, for this is no ordinary murder, no thoughtless act for which you might find mitigating circumstances. This man gentlemen. This man is intelligent. You heard him, didn't you? He knows how to answer. He knows the value of words. And no one can say that he acted without realizing what he was doing. I was listening, and I could hear that I was being judged intelligent, but I couldn't quite understand how an ordinary man's good qualities could become crushing accusations against a guilty man. At least... That was what struck me, and I stopped listening to the prosecutor until I heard him say, Has he so much as expressed any remorse? Never, gentlemen, not once during the preliminary hearings did this man show emotion over his heinous offense. At that point, he turned in my direction, pointed his finger at me, and went on attacking me without my ever really understanding why. Of course... I couldn't help admitting that he was right. I didn't feel much remorse for what I'd done, but I was surprised by how relentless he was. I would have liked to have tried explaining to him cordially, almost affectionately, that I had never been able to truly feel remorse for anything. My mind was always on what was coming next, today or tomorrow. But naturally, given the position I'd been put in, I couldn't talk to anyone in that way. I didn't have the right to show any feeling or goodwill, and I tried to listen again, because the prosecutor started talking about my soul. He said that he had peered into it and that he had found nothing, gentlemen of the jury. He said that the truth was that I didn't have a soul, and that nothing human, not one of the moral principles that govern men's hearts, was within my reach. Of course, he added. We cannot blame him for this. We cannot complain that he lacks what is not in his power to acquire. But here in this court, the holy negative virtue of tolerance must give way to the sterner but loftier virtue of justice. Especially when the emptiness of a man's heart becomes, as we find it has become in this man, an abyss threatening to swallow up society. It was then that he talked about my attitude toward Maman. He repeated what he had said earlier in the proceedings, but went on much longer than when he was talking about my crime. So long, in fact, that I finally, all I was aware of was how hot a morning it was. 
at least until the prosecutor stopped and after a short silence continued in a very low voice filled with conviction. Tomorrow, gentlemen, this same court is to sit in judgment of the most monstrous of crimes, the murder of a father. According to him, the imagination recoiled before such an odious offense. He went so far as to hope that human justice would met out punishment unflinchingly, but he wasn't afraid to say it. My callousness inspired in him a horror nearly greater than the, that which he felt at the crime of parricide, and also, according to him, a man who is morally guilty of killing his mother severs him from society in the same way as the man who raises a murderous hand against the father who begat him. In any case, the one man paved the way for the deeds of the other, and in a sense foreshadowed and even legitimized them. I am convinced, gentlemen, he added, raising his voice, that you will not think it too bold of me if I suggest to you that this man who is seated on the dock is also guilty of the murder to be tried in this court tomorrow. He must be punished accordingly. Here the prosecutor wiped his face, which was glistening with sweat. He concluded by saying that his duty was a painful one, but that he would carry it out resolutely. He stated that I had no place in a society where most whose most fundamental rules I ignored, and that I could not appeal to the same human heart whose elementary response I knew nothing of. I ask you for this man's head, he said, and I do so with a heart at ease, for... If in the course of what has been a long career I have had occasion to call for the death penalty, never as strongly as today I have felt this painful duty made easier, lighter, clearer by the certain knowledge of a sacred imperative, and by the horror I feel when I look into a man's face and all I see is a monster. When the prosecutor returned to his seat, there was a rather long silence. My head was spinning with heat and astonishment. The presiding judge cleared his throat and in a very low voice asked me if I had anything to Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I stood up, and since I did wish to speak, I said, almost at random, in fact, that I never intended to kill the Arab. The judge replied by saying that at least that was an assertion that until then he hadn't quite grasped the nature of my defense and that before hearing from my lawyer he would be happy to have me state precisely the motives for my act. Fumbling a little with my words and realizing how ridiculous I sounded, I blurted out that it was because of the sun. People laughed. My lawyer threw up his hands, and immediately after that he was given the floor. But he stated it was late, and that he would need several hours. He requested that the trial be reconvened in the afternoon. The court granted his motion. That afternoon, the big fans were still churning the thick air in the courtroom, and the jurors' brightly colored fans were all moving in unison. It seemed to me as if my lawyer's summation would never end. At one point, though, I listened because he was saying, It is true I killed a man. He went on like that, saying I whenever he was speaking about me. I was completely taken aback. I leaned over to one of the guards and asked him why he was doing that. He told me to keep quiet, and a few seconds later he added, All lawyers do it. I thought it was a way to exclude me even further from the case, reduce me to nothing, and in a sense substitute himself for me but I think I was already very far removed from that courtroom. Besides, my lawyer seemed ridiculous to me. He rushed through a pre of provocation, and then he too talked about my soul, but to me, he seemed to be a lot less talented than the prosecutor. I too, he said, have peered into this man's soul, but unlike this esteemed representative of the government prosecutor's office, I did see something there. And I can assure you I read it like an open book. What he read was that I was an honest man, a steadily employed, tireless worker, loyal to the firm that employed him, well-liked and sympathetic to the misfortunes of others. To him I was a model son who had supported his mother as long as he could. In the end, I had hoped that a home for the aged would give the old woman the comfort that with my limited means I could not provide for her. Gentlemen, he added. I am amazed that so much has been made of this home, for after all, if it were necessary to prove 
the usefulness and importance of such institutions all one would have to say is that it is the state itself which subsidizes them the only thing is he didn't say anything about the funeral and i thought that was a glaring omission in his summation but all the long speeches all the interminable days and hours that people had spent talking about my soul had left me with the impression of a colorless swirling river that was making me dizzy in the end all i remember is that while my lawyer went on talking i could hear the expanse of the chambers and the courtrooms an ice cream vendor blowing his tin trumpet out in the street i was assailed by the memories of a life that wasn't mine anymore but one in which i found the simplest and most lasting joys the smell of a summer the part of a town i loved a certain evening sky marie's dresses and the way she laughed the utter pointlessness of whatever i was doing there seized me by the throat and all i wanted was to get it over with and get back to my cell and sleep I barely even heard when my lawyer, wrapping up, exclaimed that the jury surely would not send an honest, hard-working man to his death because he had lost control of himself for one moment, and he asked them to find ex extenuating circumstances for a crime for which I was already suffering the most agonizing of punishments, eternal remorse. He looked exhausted. Court was adjourned and my lawyer sat back down. But his colleagues came over to shake his hand. I heard, that was brilliant. One of them even appealed to me as a witness, wasn't it? He said. I agreed, but my congratulations weren't sincere because I was too tired. Meanwhile, the sun was getting low outside and it wasn't as hot anymore. From what street noises I could hear, I sensed the sweetness of evening coming on. There we all were, waiting, and what we were all waiting for really concerned only me. I looked around the room again. Everything was the same as it had been the first day. My eyes met those of the little robot woman and the reporter in the gray jacket. That reminded me that I hadn't tried to catch Marie's eyes once during the whole trial. I hadn't forgotten about her. I had just been had too much to do. I saw her sitting between Celeste and Raymond. She made a little gesture as if to say, at last. There was a worried little smile on her face, but my heart felt nothing, and I couldn't even return her smile. The judges came back in. Very quickly, a series of questions was read to the jury. I heard guilty of murder, premeditated, extenuating circumstances. The jurors filed out, and I was taken to the little room where I had waited before. My lawyer joined me. He was very talkative and spoke to me more confidently and cordially than he ever had before. He thought that everything would go well and that I would get off with a few years in prison or at hard labor. I asked him whether he thought there was any chance of overturning the verdict if it was unfavorable. He said no. His tactic had been not to file any motions so as not to antagonize the jury. He explained to me that verdicts weren't set aside just like that for nothing. That seemed obvious, and I accepted his logic. Looking at it objectively, it made perfect sense. Otherwise, there would be too much pointless paperwork. Anyway, he said, we can always appeal, but I'm convinced that the outcome will be favorable. We waited a long time, almost three quarters of an hour, I think. 
Then a bell rang. My lawyer left me, saying, The foreman of the jury is going to announce the verdict. You'll only be brought in for the passing of sentence. Doors slammed. People were running on stairs somewhere, but I couldn't tell if they were nearby or far away. Then I heard a muffled voice reading something in the courtroom. When the bell rang again, when the door to the dock was opened, what rose to meet me was the silence in the courtroom. Silence and the strange feeling I had when I noticed that the young reporter turned his eyes away. I didn't look in Marie's direction. I didn't have time to. Because the presiding judge told me in bizarre language that I was to have my head cut off in a public square of the name of the French people. Then it seemed to me that I suddenly knew what was on everybody's face. It was a look of consideration, I'm sure. The policemen were very gentle with me. The lawyer put his hand on my wrist. I wasn't thinking about anything anymore, but the presiding judge asked me if I had anything to say. I thought about it. I said, no. That's when they took me away. listening. If you enjoyed the episode and you're so inclined, uh, please help get the word out. Share the episode with a friend. Share the podcast with a friend. Uh, You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you would like an uninterrupted listening experience, you can become a patron of the show. Uh, That is patreon.com slash firesideampho some other benefits to becoming a patron of the arts include bonus episodes early released episodes and cool merch really the possibilities are endless um if you can give us five stars on itunes it just helps other people find the show Or just keep doing what you're doing right now. We'll see you again. Take care. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.